Have you tried diet after diet without finding long-term success? Well, believe it or not, it's not you. So many people think they know what they need to do to get healthy, but there's so much misinformation out there that many of us are sabotaging our health goals without even knowing it. Hi, I'm Carrie, a wife, mom, educator, and certified nutrition coach. After being frustrated by dieting and all the confusion out there about what actually works, I decided to figure it out. And what I discovered on my journey challenged everything I thought I knew about nutrition. And the solution is actually much simpler than you realize. So now, I'm on a mission to disrupt everything you think you know about nutrition too. Welcome to the Diet Disruptors Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by our partnership with Kayani Incorporated. Kayani's mission of bringing hope through wellness and opportunity aligns with everything we do at Disruptive Nutrition, which is a big reason why we decided to partner with them. Our passion of giving women hope where they don't see any after years of dieting is such a focus of ours that when Kayani approached me about their product line and desire to support people around the world to ditch the diet and support people in the nutrition approach we follow, we knew we had to work together. Kayani's unique and innovative products support our nutritional approach and enhance what we teach by creating an environment in our bodies to help reduce inflammation, optimize digestion, balance blood sugar, increase circulation, and support collagen resilience. My daily protocol involves starting the day with their Sunrise, an antioxidant with vitamins that support the reduction of inflammation, along with their HL5 collagen, which helps to hydrate my connective tissue, build muscle, and so much more. I couple that with Nitro Extreme, to produce nitric oxide, which is known as the molecule of life. Nitric oxide supports healthy circulation and our body's ability to absorb and deliver nutrients. Without the ability to absorb and deliver nutrients, even if our nutrition is on point, we won't reap the benefits that we could be. So after I have those beginning supplements, I then have my PFC Balanced Protein Shake from Kayani, and that brings in the L-citrulline amino acid, which gets processed by the kidneys and then creates a long version of nitric oxide. So it's the entire system of the nitro effect that Kayani offers. It's not just one product here, but how it all fits together is totally unique. Their entire system, when paired with our nutritional approach of eating in threes, creates this environment in your body that it loves and will respond to unlike any diet or supplement regime on the market today. So check out our site at disruptivenutrition.com shop for more information on how our partnership with Kayani truly is designed to take your health and weight loss goals to a whole new level. Well, hey, Diet Disruptors, Carrie here, and oh my gosh, happy Monday. I am blown away right now by the date. I, I, are you? I mean, really, are you? Because 
Um, I just cannot get over the fact that we are really in December and, you know, it's just 2022, basically. And so I am here today to really continue on and dig into what I talked about last week week. And so if you didn't watch last week, that's okay. I totally would go back though. You can either listen on our podcast or go into our Facebook group, Diet Disruptor Squad. Podcast is by the same name. Uh, And go look at the last episode on our Disruptive Nutrition Blueprint Part 1. Today, I'm going to dig into the Blueprint Part 2. And it's really perfect timing. There's, It's been a while. I've had this on my list of things that I wanted to talk to everybody about. And I felt like this was a really good time of year to do it. Because so many people are like, I really can't commit to anything right now because, you know, it's the holidays. And I get this every single year. I've been doing this long enough to know. Uh, But I will also say every single January, people get on this kick and they're like, I'm going to do and then fill in the blank dry January. I'm going to eat perfect. I'm going to do all these things. And we walk into it without really a plan and without really thinking we're going to do this forever. Right. We do dry January. A lot of people do it and they know they're going to go right back to drinking again. And that's fine. But my thing is really around. Uh, building trust with my body and and positive interactions consistently over time. We never, actually our bodies do not require us to be perfect. They require us to be consistent. So to walk into January with this idea of I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to go all in. I'm going to eat perfectly. I'm going to live perfectly. I'm going to do all these things. And then inevitably, and, and ask yourself, honestly, how many times you've done that. And by like, you know, January 4th, we're, you know, off the, off the wagon. And we don't really have a plan because it's like you're on or you're off, right? You're dieting or you're not dieting. You are eating healthy or you're not healthy. And how many of you think, well, I'm not like, I screwed up the breakfast. I went up for breakfast with a bunch of people. And so I'll just screw the rest of the day off. Right. And that is not a lifestyle. That is a constant like battle between your mind about good and bad and guilt and not guilt and food having so much power over us. And so what I wanted to do was set everybody up with our blueprint the exact plan that we use with our clients so that you know what you need to focus on when 2022 comes and it doesn't just stop on January 4th, that by the end of 2022, you are in a very different, healthier place than you were at the beginning. Because let's be honest, I feel like this 2020, 2021 thing has mushed together. And I keep hearing people about talk about, you know, how COVID kind of wreaked havoc on their routines, their health, their life, their work, just everything got turned upside down, right? And and the COVID-19 um is kind of a thing, right? That people talked about how they gained all sorts of weight because of stress and because of all the things that came along with COVID. And we say this all the time, we can't control our circumstances, but we can't control our response. And my clients who have been with me through the pandemic did not go through the same things that other people went through. We know how to respond to chaos. We know what to do when life throws curveballs at us. And I'm going to be really honest with you, right? We weren't expecting this curveball of 2020. But still, it was a perfect example of how we can still, when we are really, truly adopting a lifestyle that is transformational, it doesn't matter what gets thrown at us. 
So last week, I dug into the first part of the trifecta, three. The trifecta is the three things we need to focus on that, to be honest with you, we've never, ever, ever been taught correctly on how to do so that we can do what's right for our body for the rest of our lives. And everybody says they want to. When I ask people, do you really want to keep looking for the perfect diet? They're like, no, I don't. And I'm telling you, your body's love language is to be fueled a certain way. And we think, especially at the beginning, yes, this is what I want. I want to never have to do this again. But sometimes it's hard to do something for the rest of your life. I mean, let's be honest. If you've been married, you know, it's hard. You can be all excited about the wedding and the marriage when you're in the early days, when you're on your honeymoon, but year after year after year, it gets harder and harder. And those marriages that don't last, most often it is a break of trust. Now there's lots of reasons why people don't continue to stay married. Trust is a really big part of that, right? If you don't have trust, you're not going to be able to stay in a relationship. The other one is I'll have people tell me a lot, you know, I, we fell out of love. We fell out of love. We weren't connected. And a marriage not only needs trust, which is positive interactions consistently over time. You don't have to be perfect, but you do have to be consistent. You can't show up super, super mad one day and super, super lovey the next day. Your, your partner won't, won't know what to expect from you and it will damage the relationship. But also that relationship has to be cultivated. To fall out of love with somebody means we didn't cultivate it. Just like a garden. If we don't water it and fertilize it, right? Nothing's going to grow in it. And so you could plant a garden and plant your seeds. And for a person that plants a garden, plants a seed and cultivates it, gives it the love, shows up for it. We're going to have an amazing, abundant garden. And the person that plants the seeds and then walks away, hoping it will just survive on its own isn't going to get much from that garden. That is my garden typically. (laughs) In fact, this past summer, I was finally like, I'm not doing a garden this year because I know that's what I do. I get motivated and excited and I plant the seeds. And then I like, I think I want it. The idea of fresh tomatoes is so amazing. And then it just is too much work for me to stay up with it. I don't cultivate it. And that's what ends up happening with so many of us that rely on motivation for the beginning of the year to be like, I'm going to do it this year. You're not going to. I'm just going to tell you that straight up because if motivation is your strategy, it's not something that lasts. Think about it. Have you ever gone to bed saying, I'm waking up at five o'clock in the morning. I'm going to go work out. You're motivated. But it's amazing how in just a few hours, that alarm clock goes off and you're like, snooze, and you don't go, right? I want you to type in motivation in the chat, in the comments, if you have ever been motivated to do something and then lost that motivation. Put in motivation in the comments. I very much believe that if you are a human and you have emotions, you have lost your motivation at some point. And so in January, you're motivated. In January, you've gone through the holidays. You've probably indulged. You probably feel like garbage and you're like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And then you go and do the same thing you've always done. Just try to muscle through doing something for more than a week. 
but it's not sustainable. And you're not implementing the skills and the strategies, mostly because we've never learned them, to be able to truly do something forever. Now, last week we talked about one of the three things that we have to be doing, the trifecta, is focus on what our body needs, okay? Our body needs six things. I call them plates, spinning plates, okay? It needs nutrition, the right nutrition. It needs exercise, sleep. We need to manage our stress. We need water and we need supplements, six things. And those six plates, as I explained last week, you can start slow and work your way to them. And as you get those six plates spinning, you're always going to have to keep your eye on them because there's going to be a plate that slows down, right? And the idea of what we need for our body, you can answer with three, three, the answer to three questions. One, is it based in science? What we teach is absolutely based in science. We know that blood sugar stabilization is the core for what our bodies need. And it is what hormonal balance relies on. It is what our sleep relies on. It's what um, absorbing nutrients relies on. It's what our metabolism relies on. And yet none of those diets out there will ever show blood sugar stabilization as the strategy. So when is it based in science? We know it. The diet industry doesn't want you to go there because we know that it's actually what's going to work for the long term. And they don't want anything to work for the long term. They want you to be able to see a little bit of success at first because you're just starving yourself. And then eventually your body catching up with it and being like, whoa, and I'm going to slow down my metabolism because she's not fueling me correctly. And then you think it's your fault that the diet didn't work. Right. So that is the first question. Is it based in science Two, Can you do it for the rest of your life? And if you are struggling and trying to think in, in January, we're going to go back on keto in, in January, I'm going to be intermittent fasting in January. I'm going to eat clean. I'm going to do all these things. Can you do it for the rest of your life? And if the answer is no, well, remember that relationship, that marriage, your body wants a marriage. It wants trust. Trust comes with positive interactions consistently over time. And you cannot do keto forever. Nor should you. You're biohacking your body. Your body needs carbs. You got to just stop with it. Carbs have been the the enemy. We just do it wrong. We need carbs. We need to do them right. We need to understand more about carbs and why they work, why they give us energy. The fact is we need them. Stop. Nobody on keto feels great. You might feel great for a little while, but nobody can stick with it for more than a year. Nobody. Intermittent fasting is just depriving yourself from calories and making your blood sugar go super, super low. Can you do that forever? No, because at some point you're going to want to go out for breakfast with your girlfriend or lunch for here. And then what you can't, because you're fasting, it doesn't make any sense. We're a refuel as you go machine. We fast when we sleep. Breakfast is actually break fast. That's when we're breaking the fast is we're sleeping and we're not eating. But when we're awake, we're a refuel as you go machine. Can you do it for the rest of your life? I can eat for the rest of my life and I want to eat for the rest of my life. But if you're doing something that you know you can't do for the rest of your life, you got to ask yourself why you're doing it because you are not building a trusting relationship with this marriage between you and your body, okay? And then finally, the third question is, would you put your kids on it? If you are doing something that you would not put your kids or any child that you know on it, why are you doing it? Your body is no different. Your body is getting older. Your body needs more nutrients. But at this core, you and a child both need your blood sugar stabilized. And the sooner that you can teach this to your child, the less and less chance they have of being in the same shoes that you are in right now. 
And so this is what we teach. And this is what I'm going to show you in terms of this blueprint. Today is the second part of the trifecta of the blueprint, the three things that we need. Now, next week, I'm going to take a break and come on with one of our coaches. And we're going to do a whole episode on holiday tips, which I'm super, super excited about. It's going to be fun. And then we're going to come back for part three. And it's going to be a perfect timing right at the end of the year where I'm going to give you some real tools to be able to go into the new year with a strategy for sustainability. So get ready for it. It's exciting. So I'm going to share my screen for those of you that are on with me in video. Those of you that are on the podcast, it's okay. You uh, don't have to worry. I'm going to explain all of it. So my screen is like kind of funny right now. I don't know why it's doing this. Okay, let's see. Let me take a minute for a second. Sorry, this is what is lovely around being live when we do this, right? All right, so um, I'm going to show you the blueprint, and I'm just going to kind of show you what we did last week, but go ahead back and listen to that episode. That episode was really detailed on what we need to be doing for our bodies, and I go into specifics for each one. But then today, we're going to talk about the second part of the transformation, what's required of us so that we can do something for the rest of our lives. And you can see that it's right here in blue. It's our mind, our mindsets. So what I know is that, and, and I know this from the 24 years that I was an educator and from all of the work that I've done for the last decade around health and nutrition with people. Here's the thing. I was a special educator for most of my career. I was a behavior specialist. I know how to help humans. Of course, I did it mostly with kids take behaviors that were not serving them and have them learn replacement behaviors so that they could actually get their needs met while using more healthy behaviors. Well, when I first started teaching people about nutrition, I was just teaching them about the food, about body. What does your body need? These are the things your body needs. Here you go. Go and do it. Skedaddle. You're set. And at first people were so excited. It was like being on the honeymoon. And then after that, we realized, holy cow, the honeymoon's over. And most of the people weren't sticking with it, even though I was teaching them the right stuff, the stuff that I knew everybody needed, the stuff that coach Deb, our head coach says is our body's love language. I was teaching that and a very, very small percentage of people were sticking with it. They were actually thinking about it like a diet. And I thought, this isn't a diet. This is actually not deprivation. This is fueling your body with food. However, the diet mentality was still super strong. And because we are not taught how to think about our thinking, we aren't taught that our thoughts and our beliefs are what dictate our actions. We don't ever dig in. We can't change anything. And therefore, the core foundation of what we struggle with never gets dealt with. And we go right back to our old ways. And then we get so far removed that when we're motivated again, we go and look for another diet, another option, because the one that Carrie taught us, well, that didn't work because it didn't last forever. That's my biggest fear. That's why I don't just do meal plans, because if I just do a meal plan and I don't dig into all of these three things, you're going to treat it like a diet. You're not going to learn all of the essential skills to be able to do this forever. And then you're going to think this didn't work. And then you're never going to come back to what actually is the thing that works. And I won't subject anybody to that. 
I'd rather you wait until you go around that darn diet mountain over and over again and decide I really mean it this time before I just give you a meal plan and make you think you're just on another diet. So when we actually get into our mindsets, this is where the magic happens, but this is where it's also hard, right? Because you have to come to terms with the things that you say you want, but aren't actually willing to do. There's a, a, a picture we've posted before in our group of a scale and not the scale that, not like the scale that you stand on to weigh yourself. We shouldn't even own one of those, but like, you know, the scale, like in, the, you know, like the teeter totter scale where you put like gold on one side, right. And you measure and, and weigh things like that. And that scale that goes back and forth is about can't, I can't do something versus won't. I won't do something. So anytime you're finding yourself saying anything like, oh, I can't commit right now, or I just can't exercise in the morning. I can't eat in the morning. I can't, you know, blank. I want you to replace it with the word won't, because that's actually what you're saying. I won't do this. And what I find is if you don't have a why, if you don't have a real reason for wanting to get healthy in a way that is meaningful and deep, you are never going to actually stick with anything. If you aren't truly committed to your marriage with your spouse, it's not going to work. Now, there are circumstances all the time around why marriages don't work. It has nothing to do with the other person. I totally, totally get that. And if you think that getting out of a marriage is an option, then you're less likely to stay in it when it gets hard. And that's the same thing with the relationship with our bodies. As soon as it starts to get hard or as it gets maybe boring or you're just not motivated, it's easy to just be like, yeah, I'm not motivated. I just can't do it when I'm not motivated. I want you to say won't. I just won't do it. And then that will dig right into your why. So one of the things that we teach, and again, I've said this, I said this last week, what we do is a spiral curriculum, which means we don't just teach one thing and then move on to another. It's a spiral. So it comes around over and over and over again. Learning it once is not going to be enough. I'm a teacher that understands how people learn. I was, remember, a behavior specialist and a special ed teacher. I taught things that were hard to understand and really easy ways. And so that's what I intend to do with my clients. I want them to learn so that nobody can take that knowledge away from them. So at the end of the day, they know exactly what to do and could actually teach it. I call it the gradual release of responsibility. So as they're learning, they're taking more and more of the cognitive load. One way that we do that is at first we're giving them a lot of information, but then eventually if they have a question, me or my coaches or even other clients will answer the question with a question right? And then even in our membership group, one of the ways that I know that they truly understand that, that their learning is deep with the gradual release of responsibility, where the cognitive responsibility of learning and understanding goes from me as the expert to my client as an expert, is at the end when we introduce our recipe contest. And they can submit a recipe of some of their favorite family meals and make it PFC balanced and then submit it and they get prizes. And the reason why that's so powerful is because they can take previously learned information and apply it in a novel way. And that is how you know you are learning, okay? And so I want you to be thinking about this second part of the puzzle. Body is so important and it's not standalone. Everything feeds into each other. But when we don't really dig into our mindsets, 
we are not going to be able to change our behaviors. Again, our thoughts and our actions dictate. No, I'm going to say that again. Our thoughts and our beliefs dictate our actions. Put a one in the comments if that's like, yes. If you were like, yes, our thoughts and our beliefs dictate our actions. Put a one in the comment if you agree with that. So let's take a look at this blueprint and what it really means, what we have to do to dig into our mindsets. I, I, I speak about health and wellness all around the country. And every time I do, I often, I, oftentimes when I do, I do this activity with women and I say, okay, I want you to brainstorm all the things that you need to do to get healthy all the things. And they write down a list of all the things. And so, I mean, if, if I asked you that, I'd love to know what you would say. Of course, I'm giving you some of the answers right now, right? So you probably know some of them. But inevitably, people write, I have to eat better. I have to exercise. I mean, people might say, I, I want to do meditation, prayer, you know, have a balanced work, home life, like all of those things. Nobody in all of the years that I've done this activity has ever said self-awareness, that I have to become more self-aware. And yet that is the key to understanding who we are, why we do the things we do, what triggers us, where our brain is kind of functioning, what derails us. We need to have a high level of self-awareness so that we can analyze our behaviors and figure out why we're doing certain things and then make changes. When we're not even aware of what we're doing or why we're doing it, how in the world are we gonna change it? If somebody just gives you a diet plan, if somebody just tells you eat this, don't eat that, if somebody gives you prepackaged foods, if somebody tells you don't eat between 11 and seven, then you're just doing what they say with no sense of who you are, what triggers you and your own self-awareness. If you can get from the inside out and truly understand more about yourself, you are going to be able to continue a lifestyle regardless of what life throws at you. Because when life starts to throw chaos at you, you're going to be self-aware enough to be proactive, to be in front of it and recognize what's happening, recognize what your thoughts and beliefs are, recognizing it before it turns to derailing destructive actions. And I know this because I have been teaching self-awareness as an educator for decades and had moved it into teaching people about food. I didn't realize I needed to do that, but why wouldn't I? We're talking about a behavior change that, let's be honest, how long have you been dieting? 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? And now I'm going to try to convince you through a food plan that you're gonna be able to just stop that mindset. A dieting mindset is around deprivation. A dieting mindset is around allowing food to make you feel guilty. A dieting mindset means it has to hurt. It has to be hard. A dieting mindset is something you do temporarily and then you're never successful. A dieting mindset is all about failure. It's all about a lack of control. It's all about the fact that you don't have willpower, that you screw it up, that you are a failure. That is what your diets have done to your mindset. And we are going to reprogram that. And the first thing we're going to do is become more self-aware. So in order to become more self-aware, you have to start to just notice, just notice the things that you do subconsciously and start saying them out loud. It's a little tiny trick, but it's amazing how well that works. And, and here's the thing. I always say that we can build confidence without having had to meet our goals. 
I'm going to be honest with you. You're going to have goals and then you're going to have more goals on top of that. Once you reach one goal, you're going to go for the next. We never should stop striving to become better versions of ourselves. And so at what point in that continuum do we get to be confident when we weigh a certain amount on the scale? No, I always say, know your value. Know your value because when you know your value, you recognize that the number on the scale should not define you. And confidence does not have to come because you have waited until you've met your goals, that you are a certain size in your clothes, right? That you can bench press a certain amount of weight. No, confidence does not come from meeting your goals. Confidence comes from when you know what you're doing is right. I'm going to say that again. Confidence does not come because you've met your goals. Confidence comes from when you know what you're doing is right. Let's talk about that marriage again. You didn't know how it was going to turn out, right? You hadn't met your goal of being married for however many years. But when you walked down that aisle, hopefully you were feeling pretty confident because you knew what you were doing was right. And if you didn't, well, you know what that feels like too, right? And so how many times are you doing these diets? Are you, are you trying these new things, throwing mud at the wall? And because you're not really being taught, you're not being educated, because you aren't being cultivated, you're not cultivating a relationship with your body. And because you are truly only relying on motivation internally, it's not going to last, right? We're not going to be able to actually do it. And therefore, we're not going to be confident. But when we know what we're, what we're doing is right, even if we haven't met our goals yet, but we're seeing those little mile markers. You know, when you're driving on the highway and you're like, I'm at mile 74, I'm at mile 75, you know that you're going in the right direction. You haven't gotten there yet. You will have mile markers that your body is talking to you and telling you, yeah, you're on the right path, girl. And that is how your confidence starts to grow. Do you see how what you do for your body is going to impact where your mindset goes, right? So you can be confident. Imagine who wants more confidence? You don't need to weigh a certain number on the scale to be confident. You need to believe that with your heart and soul, what you are doing is right. And if you don't believe that, no diet in the world is going to help you become confident. And so confidence comes from knowing what you're doing what's right. Self-awareness is health. Self-consciousness is a disease. So if you are overly aware of other people and comparing it to yourself, that is self-consciousness. That is going to destroy you and make you constantly feel like you are not good enough and impact your confidence. But when you are aware of the things that you want to change and when you are aware of the habits that you're, you're starting, when you are aware of things that empower you and you are aware of those mile markers that your body is telling you is working, you become more confident. It's so cool, right? Oh, give me a comment. Tell me what you're thinking as I go through all this. I love it. I love it. I love it. So as we continue to dig into our mindset, we're also talking about intentionality. Okay. Actually, I want to be able to see you guys more. So I'm going to turn off my screen sharing for those of you that are watching me. And so we're going to dig into, like, talk a little bit more about now our mind has to do with our thoughts and our beliefs. Okay. And that dictates our, dictates our actions. And so when we walk into our day thinking, let's see what happens, you're going to fail. 
And oftentimes we do that for a variety of reasons. I don't know exactly why, but remember that is an action. So when you walk into your day without being planned, without being intentional, you're never going to be able to stay on point. And at the end of the day, you're going to feel like garbage because you either just had to go out and, you know, out and eat whatever you could find, or you didn't exercise, you didn't do all the things you wanted to do, because even though you thought you wanted to do them, you didn't actually intend with a plan. And, and there's another level of intentionality, which we get to in part three, there's an intentionality and then there's the actual execution. Okay. So you can want to do something all day long, but until you execute, it's just a wish, a hope and a dream. It doesn't really actually get you your progress. Right. So the first step though, in that is being intentional. So we teach all the time about the power of morning time and we purposely build that into our program. Every single day, people are in our portal for 15 to 20 minutes learning, being educated, cultivating the relationship with their body and their mind and their and their soul. And we are intentionally not just thinking, but writing out what we want our day to look like, how we want to feel, what we are going to do. But remember, it's just a plan. Part three, we're going to talk about executing it. But if you don't start with a plan, you are never going to execute. You cannot execute anything without a plan. I always say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And that's part of our mindsets. If we are not being intentional, that is an action that stems from a thought or a belief. And so if you are not being intentional and remember the can't and won't, oh, I just can't wake up early enough to make any of those plans. That means you won't. Not important enough to you. Or you could say, I know how important it is that I take that time for intentionality. And because of our spiraling curriculum, because of our gradual release of responsibility, our clients get to see firsthand just how important that is and see all the wins around it. But if you really believe that this is important, you will find a solution. You will find a way. And maybe you're going to do it at night. It doesn't matter. But as long as you are intentional, you are going to have so much of a higher rate of success. But intentionality comes from our mindsets. Because intentionality means I have a belief and a thought that if I am not planned, if I am not ready, I won't be able to execute, okay? Now, execution requires time management skills and habits and a variety of things, but the ability to decide this is who I want to be, this is what I need to do, comes from your mindsets. And then finally, but all not finally, because it's really the beginning, but it's also the middle and it's the end, is your purpose, if you say to me, my goal is to lose 20 pounds, I will say to you, why? And I've done this with so many women. So I'd love for you to write in the comments, what's your goal? Tell me what your goal is. Because when you have a strong why, you're going to stick with something. So tell me what it is. And I'm going to ask you why. So I want to lose 20 pounds. Why? Well, you know, when I was 20 pounds lighter, that's when I felt my best. When was that? Oh, it was probably back like 20 years ago. Okay. Were you worried about your weight then? Yeah. Were you dieting then? Yeah. Oh, so being 20 pounds lighter didn't make you happier. Well, no, but I mean, if I, if the me today was there, I would have told myself like, you should be happy. You're 20 pounds lighter. Well, there's the thing. The weight on the scale is not going to dictate your happiness. You need to dig deeper into your purpose because if you have been trying to lose weight for a really long time, it's not motivating enough. 
you need to really dig into why this is so important. And everybody's going to have a different reason. But at the end of the day, that why has to be so much deeper and more important than just a number on the scale. Because that, if it was working, would have worked for you for the last 20 years. And it's not. At the end of the day as well, I know a lot of skinny and healthy people. And if a number on a scale is the sole determinant of what you want, you're not necessarily, you're going to find a whole bunch of ways to do it that might not be healthy. So you got to really ask yourself, why do you want to lose that weight? And then go from there. And if it's like 80 pounds, 100 pounds, I don't care what the number is. You got to dig into the why. Because when things get harder, and they will, just like a marriage, the honeymoon sounds great, but eventually year after year after year, being married is hard. It is going to be the same with your body. If you don't have a strong why, you're not going to be able to reach into that and stick with something when it gets hard. That's what we talk about when we talk about cultivation. We will educate you, and then we will help cultivate what you have learned, and then we will continue to help motivate you. Educate, cultivate, motivate. That's what we do here. That is so different than anything you've ever tried before. And this is the formula that we know works. I always say, if you want something different, you have to do something different. Doesn't this look different? Doesn't this look different? This is the blueprint that has taken me years to be able to actually figure out. And I know that I have an advantage and I know what makes us uniquely different is the fact that I was a behavior specialist for more than 20 years, that I was a mindset coach, that I was a national consultant flying around this country and around the world, working with adults and children on how their thoughts and their beliefs dictated their actions. How in order to be, to do things differently, we needed to think differently. In order to change our behaviors, we needed to have replacement behaviors that still met our needs. We get that. And this blueprint is really showing you what it's going to take. So if you're not doing this, I, it's not going to work. And it might seem complicated and hard, but it's amazing how streamlined and what experts we are at teaching this. So this is what I want you to be thinking about over the next week. My thoughts and my beliefs dictate my actions. I want you to become more self-aware. What are the things that you're doing? Why are you doing that? You don't have to have the answers. It's just information. I have no idea why I'm doing this. It's okay. I want you to think about if what you're doing, you feel really confident about. Because if you don't, you're not going to gain confidence, even if you lose weight. And then I want you to be thinking about your intentionality. Are you spending time every single day being intentional about what you want, why you want it, and how you are going to get it? And how you plan your days. Let, let's go back for a second. How you spend your years all funnels down to how you spend your months, to how you spend your days, and to how you spend your minutes. And so being intentional with your time, being intentional with your plans is going to get you into that right frame of mind. And then finally, if your purpose is simply around something as, as brief and as fleeting as a number on a scale or a dollar amount in the bank, you're going to lose motivation. That is not going to get you through the tough times of the marriage between you and your body. And so those are the things I'm leading, leaving you with. Awareness, whether or not you feel good about what you're doing to get your confidence up, 
how intentional you're being, and what your why is. What do you think, guys? We have a lot more to go, but this, I hope, is making you feel like, oh, I'm starting to get what it takes. Because if what you've been doing up until this point hasn't been working, you got to ask yourself, did I have a blueprint like this? Did I actually have a plan that allowed those three things to be taught to me, to be cultivated, and then to be supported? Probably not, right? So if you are with me and you are there, let's see, I already said put a one in the comments. How about you put a two in the comments if you were like, yes, this is part two and I am with you, Carrie, and I'm going to keep digging. I'm going to give you two weeks now, right, to be thinking about this. Next week, we're going to dig right into holiday tips. And then in the third week, we're going to kind of put all this together to teach you the skill set you need to be able to truly do what's right for your body and your mind for the rest of your life. I'm excited. Are you excited? I have a lot of notes in front of me. I hope that that was helpful. Put in the comments what you thought, what you learned, what your takeaways were. And if you are on the podcast, please not only subscribe, but leave a review. It helps so much. It allows me to know if you're liking or not liking and what we can be doing differently. But we are here to support you. We're here to love on you. Remember, wherever you are in your journey, you have a place here at Disruptive Nutrition. Thanks, guys. Bye.